Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside Garrett Jacobs-Meyer and Joey Nagel. What's up? Hey. All right, so we haven't done this in a while, but to be fair, I haven't watched the Red Sox since our last episode. <laughs> so yeah. I've watched a couple <sighs> games, but I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I watched one inning of Tanner Hope pitching during Celtics halftime. Other than that, I like legitimately haven't turned on the game, which is wild for me. Like I'm, I, it's it's terrible. Like I miss watching the Red Sox, but when I if you turn on this team, it's not anything you want to watch. It's not even the Red Sox. Yeah, at like, this point, you turn on the game and you legitimately don't know who's pitching for them at any given point. Like some of these people, like Andrew Triggs, I didn't know was on the Red Sox. Dominga Tapia, like I looked at their roster. Didn't even know he was on it. He was just there. Mike Kickham, he hasn't pitched in the majors for like nine years, and he starts, and I still don't know who he is. Robinson mm-hmm. Liar, no clue who that is. Robert Stock, uh, like I saw some tweet that he looked like he worked at like a gas station. I don't remember. It was yeah. like two divorces or something. <laughs> yeah. What, what a staff. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm not super confident in it getting better. Not going to lie. Yeah. It's not going to. Like even next in, year is going to be nice. No, even into the next year, kind of better. No, 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 no. John Lester's coming back. Mm-hmm. He Trevor basically Bauer. confirmed that last night. I saw but, that, yeah. I was, I was talking to someone about the Red Sox who didn't, you know, watch baseball, and I was like, um, you know, Erod's suffering from issues with COVID, and I'm not confident about him for next year with that anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. I think Did he's getting tested number? today, by the way. Yeah. He, yeah, he he flew back to Boston last yeah. year. Chris Sale is throwing again. Yeah, but he had Tommy John surgery. Yeah. It's it's yeah, usually no. it ends up okay, but it's always always a little bit scary. And then um, what's his face? The the freaking fastball guy. What the hell? Why is his name? Valdi. Yeah, Valdi. There you go. Yeah. What's up with him? What's going on with this injury? He's just embracing the tank. Just, uh, pitching today, I thought. He's pitching oh. right now. I didn't know there was a game happening right now. I was we're recording and boom, I get the alert they're playing. So that's cool. Um I, I really wonder how many people are watching the games. <clears throat> like they had yeah. like the the viewership stats from when the Patriots were playing, and the Patriots got like a hundred times more views than the Red Sox, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad that it's come to this. Is um is Ben Attendee embracing the tank or what's up with him? He's out for the Big year. time. Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's out for the, for the year. year. But is that the guy? Fell I don't think he was back. ever injured. He fell. If he was. Back, it was a like, yeah. It was a slight injury. Like he could have come back if they were playing good baseball. That's what Probably. I'm thinking. Like, yeah. Did they yeah. just say you know it's a short season? We suck. Take a take a yeah, breather. Go home. Yeah. Like you said, he just kind of like tripped and fell and then out for the season. <laughs> yeah, think about in every other sport, you're falling on your face and stuff like that, and people don't get hurt for a season. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. The season only has like 10 games left. Yeah. It's almost over. Mm-hmm. Our pain is almost over, <laughs> hopefully. This offseason is going to be big, as we've been saying. But um, it's going to be weird. Okay. I was going to say it's going to be weird not having the Red Sox on, but I don't watch them as it is now, so it's probably not going to It feels like this season never really happened. Yeah, it does. It's going to really suck if the Celtics get eliminated because then I I only got the Pats once a week now. Right. Um, I just want to mention horrible shot selection by Tatum at the end of the game. I'm very disappointed. (sighs) I can go on for about 
in a full hour on that Celtics game because you go up by mul- you're up by multiple by double digits in every single quarter. You're up by five with a minute left, and you still you still lose that game. First off, Bam Adebayo, that might be one of the greatest blocks I've ever seen. That was, that was probably was the greatest. When I saw it, I was actually like like my jaw dropped, and I wasn't even mad. Yeah. I was just like, holy. Tatum did That's not. That's an unbelievable play. Tatum did not need to do that. I felt like the guy was going for style points. He was going for a, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he kind of was Tatum, like a statement well, Tatum dunk. Tatum can dunk on just about anyone. He dunked on LeBron. No, prolonged jump with like, I don't know. I just didn't, high off the glass, that shot does not get blocked if you put in a layup there. And yeah, you but, yeah, but like, I don't know. I like, I'd, I'd trust Tatum if he went up to dunk on someone. That's just an unbelievable play. Because he reached all the way back. Like, his hand was just above the rim. It was such a good play. Yeah, it was. Uh, the game oh, no. shouldn't have gotten to overtime. I mean, you have 22 seconds and a timeout. Yeah. And you have to hold the ball for 16 seconds. Yeah. And then Tatum force a three from 28 feet out. Like, mm-hmm. if you drive, you're probably going to score. He That's almost made think. that, too. Which would have it's been a insane. shot that he makes, but it's not. It, I like it, it's a tie game. Why are you taking yeah, three? Yeah, no, exactly. But all right, we got we got Red play. Sox stuff, bro. This is a red. This is a baseball podcast. This is a baseball. For podcast. now, we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> um. So, like I said, we haven't done this in a while, so we just kind of missed the trade deadline. Wow. Red Sox traded Kevin Pillar and Mitch Moreland. That felt like a month ago. It did. How long was it ago? Uh, Half a month days. ago. <laughs> so, um, what do we think trading Pilar and Moreland? I'm not all that surprised by either move. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, I we Moreland did predict both of those happening. Yeah. So they were both cool people. But... Yeah, Kevin Pilar. He like he was here for a very short time, but he was one of my favorite players who's like come yeah. through Boston. He's a great. He has a great energy. He plays the game right, and he goes all out in the outfield. I really hope – I don't know how likely it is, but I really hope that we can re-sign him in the offseason since he is a free agent. I don't know if that's possible. We'll get into some of the stuff with JBJ a little bit later. But overall, the trade – so we traded him for a player to be named later. Later, um, A lot of people don't like that because you don't know who it is. But the way that it works is you can't trade anybody not in your player pool so if you have like prospects and stuff not in your player pool, you can't trade them in the deal. So the way around that is calling them a player to be named later and naming them after this season. So we don't know who it is. It could be some random minor leaguer or it could be some kind of mid-tier prospect. Well, it's I wouldn't too be too early. That, but. Yeah, but it's still too early to judge this trade until we know who that player is, though. Mm-hmm. Because that player to be named later could be anybody. You don't know. So, and plus it's only, we traded like a month of Pilar. He was going to be a free agent. So I'll take whatever I can get for him. We don't need him right now, obviously. Um, And then Mitch Moreland. I love this trade because again, we traded a month of Mitch Moreland. Maybe he comes back with the option next year, but regardless, it opens up a spot for Bobby Dahlbeck, which we'll get to. So it was a good trade. Even though I love Mitch Moreland, I wish he could stay in Boston forever. It, the trade makes sense. And the value that we got back was awesome. We got a former first-round pick, Hudson Potts, who has outstanding power. So he he's a great get in that trade. 
And then we got some other guy. I forget his first name, but Rosario. He does backflips in center field when they win. So that's all you that's need right. to know there. <laughs> but he's he's another great, great prospect. So we got two great prospects for Mitch Moreland, which is a great deal. And overall, I think the Red Sox did a great job at this deadline. With the Workman and Hembry trade, the Pilar and Moreland trades, we traded Josh Osich, which like Suckers. value wasn't really anything. I just don't want to see him pitch. That was great. Um, overall, we got a lot of value. We got some good prospects. We got rid of some rental guys who were going to be free agents, and we got value back for them. I think Bloom did a great job. And we didn't trade away anyone crazy like J.D. Martinez or Andrew Benatendi or Christian Vasquez. I was so happy they didn't trade Vasquez. So I, I think Bloom did a great job. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so you think their plan at first base is to haul back all the way? That's their guy? I mean, he's been pretty great so far. So, yeah, I mean, I think Chavis pretty much lost that job. Like, once Moreland was traded and they didn't put him there, that kind of shows that he's not going to be a first baseman. They put him in left field to try him there, so he's probably going to be moving around like a utility-type guy. Dahlbeck, I, I think, is their first baseman of the future. You have Devers at third, Dahlbeck at first, Casas DHing. You get Jeter Downs at second, Bogarts at short. In the outfield, you got Duran, Verdugo, Benatendi. So, I, I think that is – Oh, I is... want to touch on Devers real quick. Yeah, go ahead. He's back. Right. Which is not is, great for this he, season, but it's no, good to see. But like, it, it, it's good to see that like it wasn't anything major. He started off the season slow. That was it. Now he's back up to hitting like 290. So he raised his average 100 points. He has been on fire. Yeah. He, he like People were worried about him for the beginning of the season, but it was just a slow start. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, JD, <laughs> um, not, not great. But you know what? He's doing it on purpose because he wants to stay. Right. He had a quote that we'll get to, but I want to get back to Dobby, Bob, I want to get back to Bobby, Bobby Dahlbeck. Ballbeck. <laughs> yep, Dalby Ballbeck. Um, he has been – like he hit, what was it, five homers in five consecutive games, and he yep. was – in the like the club that's done that was him, Ken Griffey Jr., um, Nolan Arenado, and some other, like, legendary player. I forget who. But if you're in a group of those guys, you're doing pretty well. And, he, like, he – it's crazy. Like, he just goes up there and hits home runs. That's all he does. And it's incredible. And he goes oppo. He goes yeah. oppo taco can, half he, the time, which is really nice. He uses all fields, which is great to see. It's not like like Michael Chavis, who only pulls the ball. And it's either, like, all contact or nothing. Like, Bobby Dahlbeck's hitting, like – 360 foot homers or like 440 foot homers like he can he can hit it to all fields too i think he is going to be a great player and um like you said or like you brought up i think he is going to be the first baseman of the future dalbeck is one of those players that almost you think of like an mlb player of the future the guy hits a lot of home runs but he strikes out a lot too which yeah is, i was about to say it's a little concerning for me the guy just doesn't he doesn't hit extra base hits it's just not his thing um, which is a little – I mean, Chavis was kind of like that too, and then they kind of figured him out, I think, pitchers, um, which is a little concerning to me. Um, he does not hit for average very well. Even though his average isn't bad, it's 260 right now in the short sample size, small sample size we have. Um, but that is one thing that concerns me. Yeah, he has 26 strikeouts and 50 at-bats. And um, so he has six home runs, but he only has one double. Yeah. So. 
I mean, he's, in, in Boston, the sample size is incredibly oh, small. It's 50 at bats. So, and these are rookies. So, you know, the strikeout numbers are probably going to be high. So we can't really judge him on that yet until next year. Like that was the same when Chavis came up, he was hitting bombs when he was striking out a lot. And then as time progressed, he kept on striking out and we kind of knew that that was a problem. Even yeah. in the minors though, Bobby Delbeck always kind of struck out a lot. Yeah. I, I think he is like the new wave of baseball, like the, the true outcomes walk strikeout homer kind of player, similar to like Joey Gallo maybe. Um, so I, I, I never really liked that kind of player, but if yeah. it works, it works. Home runs are fun. If you can put runs on the board with homers, I'll take that. I mean, we have um, a well-rounded team around him to make that work with, like, Dahlbeck. I mean, with uh, Verdugo and Duran, Benatendi, Bogarts, Devers. So, I think that for what we need, I think he fits that. I feel like his strikeouts aren't as, like, egregious as Chavis was when he came up. Because, like, well, it's been like a year now. Chavis still can't touch a high fastball. Chavis, so that's all that he sees. And he gets three high fastballs, three swings and misses. Yeah. So Chavis far, taking daddy hacks on one knee with his strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Dolbeck's strikeout percentage doubled from the minors to the majors, which is rough. So that will improve. It size won't stay like that. Yeah. It won't stay like that. It, yeah. it won't. It, it'll go down. It's, it is just a little concerning. I figured I'd mention it. Yeah. I really do like how they called him up during this season, though. Like, low pressure, get him up and see what he can do in the majors, get his feet wet. I really like that. And they did the same thing with Tanner Hoke, too, a couple days ago. And Hoke was awesome. Like, he was so good that I actually turned on the Red Sox game. He for looks like Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Scherzer. He has the same exact windup. His slider is nasty. Is it a slider or is it a slurve? Because I thought it moved like a slurve. I've it seen it referred disgusting. to as a slider, but it does move like a slurve, and it, it breaks like it's crazy. It's so gross. Yeah, so I, he, a lot of people are saying he's like a righty Chris Sale with that pitch, which I think is true. Like, that slider moves a lot, just like yeah. Chris Sale's. So I, and then he had, what, like seven strikeouts in five innings, didn't allow a run. You'd love to see that. That. I think it was like he gave up one hit, walked three. The walks are a little iffy, but yeah. it's whatever. Yeah, he does walk a lot, but, I mean, it, he made it work in his first outing, so we'll see if he can keep that up. But I I love to see young guys who we brought up in the farm system perform at the major league level. It's, it's great to see, especially for a team like the Red Sox, who have never really been known to have a good farm system. But you can hit with those kind of prospects. That's great for the organization. I'm Bloom said they're supposed to be that they're looking into calling up another guy. He didn't reveal who, but he said he'd like to give someone a chance before the end of the year. And I'm going out on a limb here. It's going to be Rusne. Oh, I would. (laughs) There's no way in hell. (laughs) Why not? I would love his contract and we're 10 games left in the season. See what happens. Let's do it. Send, send him off in style. He finally gets back. That would be amazing. I would love it that. I, really, I doubt that they do that, but I really hope that they do. No, let, let's start the movement. Bring up name for the last game of the season. The last game of a fake season. How has he been doing? Well, I guess not this year, but last He hasn't year. been playing. He's probably just wherever he lives, just chilling. Is he in the player pool? No. <laughs> oh, then it's not Rusne. I thought we can add was. him, though. We can always add him to the player pool. We can add him. He was probably sitting, he's probably sitting on the couch right now. Yeah. 
bring him back and put just like toss the Dustin Majora out there in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, Rusne Castillo like still lives in Boston. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. you told me. About, got, yeah, you told me. Yeah, something. he got a he when he got called up, he got a house in, or he got a place in Boston, and then they sent him down, but he kept it, and they just, just never called him back up. <laughs> and it's been four oh. years. <laughs> That's one of my favorite think, stories. Yeah, so he drives from Boston to Pawtucket every Poor single guy. night. He's That's, not even, like, that bad. It's just his contract. Like, he would probably be in the major leagues with a different team or if he had a lower contract. Or yeah. He'll, he'll get signed this offseason. He'll get a minor league deal somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Made Watch him become, like, an team. all-star at, like, age 32. <laughs> uh, eh, whatever. If it happens, it happens. He was yeah. not exactly great when we had him up. He used to lose – he used to lose track of outs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He dropped fly balls, lost track of outs. So now we got this guy, Yairo Munoz. Munoz. How do you even Munoz. say Munoz? There you go. Yeah. Yairo Munoz. He's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, I would I agree. So I remember him being with the St. Louis Cardinals, and then all of a sudden he was just on the Red Sox. I guess they – we claimed him off waivers or something, but he's only like 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we said the same thing about Peraza, didn't we? I was never a fan of Peraza, though, because he took Brock Holt's spot. Yeah. I just want to, like, bring that up. Jose Peraza was sent down because he actually stinks. Mm-hmm. He was sent down triple A. He's so, so bad. He's so I don't think bad. he's hitting 350 this year, so I don't, I don't think that prediction is going to go. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that dude stinks. It's, uh, it's rough to send a guy down to triple A when triple A isn't actually happening. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, he was really bad. I he think got after, sent down to scrimmages. He was batting, like, 170-something since the first game or first week. He swings at every like single pitch. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, so much for so that. bad. <laughs> But Yairo Munoz, he's – Give me Yairo. What, he hit, like, what, two homers when we first gave him a shot he, in the lineup? I think he had a multi-home run game. Yeah. He was, he's uh, been, he was he's a, been great out of nowhere. So I'll take he that. At the plate? He was at the plate for that stupid win we got um, with, like, the pass ball. You guys remember that? Was, like, oh, yeah. Weeks ago? Uh, the walk-off. I wouldn't know. The walk-off. It was a walk-off uh, pass I have a score ball. update. The Red Sox have runners on the corners with one out. Yeah, I got the game up. And JD, up. Perdugo is so nice. He li- he's gotten a hit literally like every game I can remember. Yeah, it feels like he he has like a forty-five game hit streak. His uh, his arms impress me too. Yeah, that's why I think our future is just so bright. Because I mean, we have him at the forefront of that. We still have Devers and Bogarts. We have Dahlbeck and Hoke. Duran and all and all these prospects that we just got. I said it in I think our last episode, maybe the one before, that I really like that the red like the spot that the Red Sox are in. They're not playing great this year, doesn't matter, but they put themselves in a really good spot. They're trending towards a pick in the top five of the draft. They've gotten some prospects by selling at the deadline. I really like where we're heading. And Heim Bloom said he's going to be aggressive in pursuing pitching this offseason, whether that's trades or free agency. Maybe that means Trevor Bauer. Maybe that means some some free agents for the bullpen. But if he goes out and does that kind of thing with all the young talent that we brought in and developed, I really like where we're heading. Yeah, I I just 
I don't want our issues with the starting rotation that we think can get fixed next year due to what, what was the quote uh, trades for agency and uh, and health. Anyway, yeah. we got that health part coming back, um, but that still shouldn't hide our severe issues with our bullpen uh, that we've been dealing with for years. Um, Honestly, so, you know, even if we become kind of competitive with that starting rotation, we still have this glaring hole. Yeah, honestly, I feel like Heim Bloom should treat this offseason with the mindset that Chris Sale and Erod aren't coming back, even if they most yeah. likely are. Treat it like they aren't and build a decent rotation for if they aren't there because well, they were you, totally not prepared this season for that. If you if you sit and you're like, all right, Sale and Erod are going to come back, then you you know, you don't need another guy you know like you need players but you don't need another like stud in there you know but if you kind of think like there's no there's no guarantee these guys come back to form you can go out and get like a bower you know what i mean and then then that imagine the upside because if those guys come back healthy right upside is huge and our our cap situation or you know what i mean our our salary situation should make that doable yeah you can afford it now yep yep the luxury tax was reset in between we made it. our we last made episode it. now. Yeah. That yeah. was a good day. We made it. I was so happy. <laughs> oh, the Red, Red Sox, Sox blew first the and third yep. with nobody out. <laughs> I just saw the pop up. Wow. All right. So tank. speaking of the future, there were a couple quotes recently that I want to touch on. J.D. Martinez said, I honestly feel I would not want to be a free agent during this time. So he basically said he doesn't want to go into free agency, which means he'll likely opt in to stay with the Red Sox. I, I don't really feel like anything else is going to happen. Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense with the uncertainty around money and all that. This is happening in every single sport. It's, it's you have no idea. And, and because he had owners, a bad season. Yeah, that yeah. too. But like, think about the the issues with the owners that ha- that barely got resolved to make this season even exist. You yeah. go another year, and depending on how this winter goes with Corona, because even if we get that vaccine that, you know, I still don't believe is going to be magical immediately when we get it, you have a thousand issues of still we're not going to be able to have giant crowds at baseball games. Then you get owners angry, you get revenue down, and you get free agents suffering from that. And you're not going to sign a, like, three- or four-year deal that players want when you have no idea, <laughs> like when you're way lower than your value. So he has an opportunity yeah. to give himself another year. It just makes so much sense. Yeah, and plus, he opted in last season. So before any of this weird stuff happened, or in before like the Universal DH happened, I said that if he opted in last year, he's going to opt in this year. So that could be back in play because of his small sample size and whatever. I think this quote is honestly enough to pretty much say he's coming back. It just mm-hmm. it makes too much sense. Unless something serious really changes, I can't see him. Leaving. Unless a team like calls him and says like, "We are gonna give you stupid money." Yeah, but I can't imagine why would a that team wouldn't do happen. That? Mm-hmm. You know, and the owners all kind of have an agreement that like, all right, guys, if one person, if one team starts spending a lot of money, you screw up the entire plan of lowballing yeah. players because that's what they're going to do because they know that the money is insecure for next season. So if one team is like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to go pay people. All the other teams suffer. That so I don't us. know if you want your, your rich millionaire friends being all mad at you. So I don't see a team spending at all. And then on the other side, Jackie the Red Bradley Sox. Jr. The Red Sox will spend. True. That's true. Maybe. Hopefully. Please. 
Jackie Bradley Jr. said that while the Red Sox have ex- suggested to media an interest in keeping him beyond free agency, like beyond this year, they haven't communicated that to him. So they've been saying to the media, yeah, we want JBJ, JBJ back, but they haven't said that to him. So Jackie Bradley Jr., when asked about it, said, I made it this far, might as well become a free agent. So yeah. it doesn't sound like JBJ wants to come back, and I don't blame him. Like, if they've been saying to everyone, yeah, we want to keep JBJ, but not to him, uh, that kind of shows that they don't really want to keep him. Do you guys think, you know, the trade deadline, it was, it was really that time when the, you know, the MLB had days off because of the protests and everything like that. Right. Do you think that that would have, not that it would have affected the decision, I totally don't believe that, but do you think that that would have been a bad look for the Red Sox in the eyes of the public? I think they, it would have been. To, like, JBJ was like the most vocal player on the team. He was the most vocal. Would so that just go and trade look? him right then, that would be a terrible look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely was thinking about that. I don't know. I, I don't know if it would have been or not. I don't know how people would have seen it. but Yeah. I, well, it's Boston, so. There is the perception of Boston, so I definitely would think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, even like on the baseball side, I don't know how much value you could have got back for him. Yeah. I guess he's technically having a decent season, but it's still nothing spectacular. And, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, Pilar was the better option to trade because you could get more back for him. And you only got a player to be named later for him, so who knows what you would have got for JBJ. So, yeah, I think I'm there's cool a lot of Jackie's sticking that. around. He's homegrown. Yeah. Might as well keep him for the end of the year. If we're embracing the tank, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, another quote we have here, this one from Matt Barnes on the possibility of closing for the Red Sox next year. He said, absolutely, let's do it. I'm all in. We're not. <laughs> Well, first things first, that's a good attitude. Yeah. yeah I, uh, Dang, oh, I, I don't know about that one. No, that's it's a good It's attitude. a good imagination. Yeah, at least. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, yeah, what else is he supposed to say in that situation? He kind of has to say that, but like. I really, it's, it's just funny seeing someone say that knowing they're absolutely not going to get the opportunity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but have you looked at the team that we got right now, Jason? I'm not all confident about that. Look, if we go into next season with Matt Barnes as our closer, we failed. Well, we're not going to get a closer. There's very few closers that are worth, like, really. Ken Giles, Blake Trinan, Liam Hendricks, Shane Green. Uh-huh. Yeah, but also Literally, the like, thing anyone is you don't necessarily have to go out and get someone who is already a closer. You could go yeah, get true. a good yeah. reliever and try turn him into a closer. Anyone not named Matt Barnes works for me. If Matt Barnes closes next year – we're going to end up like pitchers are going to carry no hitters into the eighth. They give up into the ninth. They give up a hit and then Barnes comes in to close it. And we're up like five. I don't know why they'd bring him in, but like hypothetically, let's say Chris sale has a no hitter through eight and two thirds. He gave, he gives up a hit. They pull him. So now there's a runner on base. The Red Sox are up six. They're going to lose that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane how Matt Barnes like still gets opportunities. I really don't get it. I don't understand it's what any, they see in any him. Any sort of pressure at all. It could be like a three-run game, but there's a runner on base. And he's like, oh, crap. Bomb, bomb, bomb. They have the lead. You think there's like positives from a pitching perspective of being a closer? Because you know when you're going in, right? 
You have all the time in the world to mentally prepare yourself. You get yeah, but then he gets in his head and gets scared. I yeah, I, I, I think can't. he does get in his head when he's pitching. He just can't perform under pressure. I don't know. And when you're close, he was our setup man for years. Best players too. That's the thing. Um, like pitch hitters and stuff like that. So, but I don't know. It seems like you should really be able to calm down. Because you're sitting in the dugout or the uh, bullpen thinking about. You, you know exactly what you have to do. I don't know. It just doesn't. I mean, I think there's also the possibility that we have to consider that he's just not that great at baseball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they keep giving him opportunities, but in previous he blows years, like his stats look good. Because that's the he... annoying thing. His stats yeah, always look it's good. It's because he came in when we were up by so much. Yeah. His stats always look good, but the product Everyone, on the field never looks yeah. good. Red Sox fans knew he wasn't clutch, but if you were – a fan of another team, and you just looked at his stats, you think, oh, it's pretty solid. Yeah. While everyone here knows that he's a train wreck waiting to happen. Speaking of train wreck, here's another quote. Um, Ron Renicky <laughs> told WEI he certainly wants to be back as manager in 2021. And he was, like, all excited about it. And he's not considering retirement. <laughs> I think if they make it clear to him that he is not going to be brought back, he will peacefully retire. Before. Yeah, I feel so I bad for him. He's just like a sweet old man. Like, oh, I'd love to come back as manager. He was just kind of screwed in his position, though, honestly. The, the, the organizational level decision of we're not going to be good. Yeah. I don't yeah. blame Ron Renicky for the season at all. Like, not even no. a bit. Like, oh, I, in the oh. beginning of the season, I was upset at him. But now looking at this team, like, what do you expect him to do with this pitching staff? What do you expect him to do with everything going on? Like, I, I feel like no blame should be put on Ron Renneke. I think some blame. Yeah. Okay. A, li- a little bit in the early, bit. earlier part of the season. But Certainly like, not the majority. Yeah. People, people are really in on Cora's coming back. So I, I am too. They, Mind it, He's been tweeting to. out some very su- suspicious things. Didn't he just tweet out like 2021? That was his whole yep. tweet. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I don't know. We had we had this this discussion when like you guys are totally fine with it. He's a cheater. No. The guy's a cheater. He was thrown under the bus. He cheated. <laughs> Look, didn't do anything with the Red Sox. So okay. that clears our organization. With the Astros, he wasn't the mastermind. It was forced upon him by the higher ups, the front office, ownership. Maybe not. You, you have office. free will. Hey, everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> everybody crazy. has those days. <laughs> Raphael Devers talks about him like he's his father. Like, have you seen all those quotes where Raphael was asked about it and he was like, I was so sad when he left. And then I, I called him all the time. And if you can get one of your best players on your team happy, you should do that. It's even as simple as that, but. Like, Alex Cora is a great manager. He's a great baseball mind. He motivates players. He connects with players. Yeah, he was more of a friend to the players than just their manager. Yeah. And the biggest, like, stopping thing, like, the biggest obstacle that you've brought up, Garrett, is that, like, the fan reaction and the media reaction to bringing back um, someone known as a cheater, like Alex Cora. I think the Red Sox, after this season and being so bad, They've pretty much lost most of their casual fans. I see that. And most of the people who like would be against Alex Cora coming back. So I feel like they just kind of screwed up enough that let's just bring Alex Cora back. 
just go all in. <laughs> yeah, I see that. It'll I'm work just... out. Plus, it yeah, it'll work out. And in Boston, everybody's going to forget about that if he starts winning games. Well, they did. They, they forgot about the Patriots real quick. I'm sorry, you cut out. <laughs> yeah, what was that? No, we'll just move on. Um, yeah, well, I, so I, I agree with your point, Jason. I think you're mm-hmm. correct. I, I really like, I love, like, Ron Renick is a great guy. I've started to really like him as a person, not as a manager, but as a person. Like, he's very heartfelt and he, he's yeah. just a sweet old man who likes baseball, and I can respect that. But I really don't want him back as a manager. He seems really, like a good guy. I really don't want him back as a manager. I'd love him as a bench coach. He seems to fit that role yeah, pretty he was, well. He was cool. He but was cool. not as a manager. I can't. I can't. Raphael really Devers' dad said he would like Cora to come back and Renicky be bench coach. Yeah. I agree. Listen to <laughs> listen to Raphael's dad. How old is Raphael's dad? Like 23? Probably. <laughs> well, his kid's 14. So, I don't know. He's probably in his 30s. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Let's not let's not bring Ricky back. Sorry, Ron. We'd love to have you back as bench coach. Yeah, you can manage on the days where Cora gets tossed. I don't know, man. We don't know <laughs> what the players think of him. That's obviously the most. No, important. we kind of do. Do people we? have been like said? People have said stuff kind of like subtly. They've hinted at it. They've like everybody. First of all, everybody loves Alex Cora and still talks about him on the team. Like everybody keeps talking about how they wish Alex Cora was the manager. Um, but they, they do respect Renicky because he's been in the game so long. But I think they recognize that he isn't the right fit for what we're going for. And I, I think that it's as simple as that. Like, he's not the right fit for a team looking towards the future. He was the right fit for a transition year like this one, a weird year where we don't know what's going on. So let's put in someone with experience and to kind of fill the gap that we have because of the whole controversy in the offseason with Cora. He fit that. But we're looking towards the future now. Like we've been talking about, they have young guys. They have a lot of future-oriented plans. Renicky doesn't fit that anymore. It's the same thing with Dave Dombrowski. He just didn't fit the team's plans anymore. So you got to move on. And so Alex Cora, I think, does fit that future mindset, which is why they hired him in the first place. So if we can get past all of the um, cheating stuff and scandalous controversy and whatever – I think he would be a great fit again for what we're trying to do. How do um how do manager contracts work? Like um I assume it's somewhat similar to player contracts. It's just like except you can just fire them. Yeah. If if you fire them it would be the same as releasing a player. I guess, yeah. No, but releasing the player you have money that you still have to contribute. If you fire a coach are, are they totally- that would be my guess, though. Like, if you I mean, fired a manager, you'd probably still have to pay him some amount of money. In a normal business, they have severance packages when yeah. you fire them. So, Yeah, but in a normal business, you're not signing, like, a six-year contract. You know what I mean? That's true. I'm sure there's some kind of – like, you can't just fire him and then not pay anything. Yeah. However, yeah. they did mutually part ways. So <laughs> That's true. They did mutually part <laughs> that, ways. That is – yeah. So, you know, I'm still, maybe that, they're going to mutually unpart. <laughs> yeah. I remember so vividly that, uh, that press conference. It was yeah. a Marine bio class. I was listening to it. They also said, uh, what was it? 
restrain judgment or something. Yeah. And just repeated yeah. that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Reserve judgment. Reserve, that's what it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's they all they said. say anything. I remember. That was like, why did they have a press conference? They didn't it was say stupid. anything. Well, it made oh. Heim Bloom look really good because he was the only one on the stage that was actually able to speak full sentences. I love Heim Bloom. Whenever he talks, he just sounds so intelligent. He went to Yale, if you forgot. Yeah, Heim Bloom went to Yale. I feel like we have to mention that every every episode. Yeah, that I'm just I can't stop thinking about that that press conference. There's a uh, there's a there's a funny Monty Python skit, and it's about politics, and it's hilarious. It's uh, but he didn't say anything, and it's about just people talking, like saying the skit is like they're in a bar, and the guy goes around to every single person at the bar, the politician. He's like, I'm gonna fight for you and your family. What what are you going to do? I'm going to make sure you can succeed with the American dream. And it, it's just like stuff like that, like lip service. Yeah. Exactly to what that press, con- press conference was. Yeah. Well, it was just Sam Kennedy and um, uh, John Henry just like stuttering and just saying cliche things and reserved judgment. And then there's Heim Bloom giving coherent responses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people are not even going to notice when the Red Sox season ends. I won't. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Like, I, I talk to friends who, like, don't watch the Red Sox that much. And, like, they don't even know – they didn't even know the MLB was happening this year. Like, they didn't yeah. know the Red Sox were playing any games. Or I have, like, no desire to watch baseball right now. I know. And it's like, weird. When I, when it's I, just it was like... funny. During the Celtics game at halftime, I turned on the Red Sox game to watch Tanner Hope. I was like, oh, it's baseball season still. Like, this is baseball. Like, it was weird to just watch baseball because I hadn't in so long. Yeah, well, having the NBA in the playoffs right now is absolutely killing baseball. Yeah, and now oh, well. the NFL is back too, so. Yeah. Um, another worry for baseball, and I was talking to uh, Tom Douglas, who loves the NBA, but has never watched a baseball game in his life. I love Tom yeah. Douglas. He is a big fan of the uh, the strategy of starting starting the ML. Uh, what am I trying to say? Starting the NBA on Christmas and then carrying it yeah. out. You don't have to I work. like that too. You don't have to compete with any other sports. In the summer, and like I, he's right, he's right, <laughs> and it's so sad that he's right, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, I I would personally like it too. Like, I I wouldn't mind watching the Celtics in the summer. Yeah, yeah. you know, it would it would. Um, although, here's what the Red Sox did wrong this year: having home games at seven thirty is ridiculous. Yeah, they all the other out. teams pushed that up and pushed it up to six thirty, mm-hmm. which I think is actually a good idea. But Sam Candy said we're gonna do we're gonna play at seven thirty to maximize viewership. You think anyone's gonna watch this? They game? definitely minimized it, especially really. when Celtics games start at six thirty and run to like eight thirty. You would uh you would get way more viewers by the casual guys working from home. We have an opportunity here, everyone working mm-hmm. from home. When you have like even day games would help because yeah, play evening games, working from home, not night games. TV on in the other room, or you put your TV on in the corner of your office. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? No one's, no one's like, yeah, I just did a hard day of working at home. Let me go watch the Red Sox lose again. Yeah, you're yeah, 100% and it's, right. it's just it's such a frustrating product because you know exactly what's going to happen at the end of every night, and when they win, you're like, oh, I'm actually disappointed when they win now. <laughs> 
just yeah. moving the because a win a win is a loss at trying to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm always gonna root for my team. I just I know. Yeah. No, like it. yeah. In all seriousness, do I want them to win? Like yeah, but the ways that they win games this year are so stupid. <laughs> and also watching baseball games with a stadium full of cardboard cutouts might be the most depressing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Which I is love another what the thing NBA did. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It was another thing that NBA did so great. cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked yeah. great. And like even in football, you don't they can just keep a tight angle on the field. You don't notice it too much. And football is going to have fans by the end of the year. I'm really already curious. having fans of games. I'm super curious to see what um see if there's any statistical statistically relevant um results from the fans at kansas city yeah well all all the chiefs tested negative well the players that's great yeah yeah but fans i I don't know because well what i think is if you spread them out enough it could work because if you're what they're doing is selling tickets in groups so it would be like a family goes to a game. So a family gets a, gets a huge part of a section and then maybe like 20 feet away from them is another group. So they're never coming in close contact. So I, in theory, it should they work. Were. They were. That's the thing. I watched that game. They were close yeah. together. And, um, they yeah. didn't have masks on when they were drinking stuff or eating stuff. In college, if you watched college football games with fans, most of them did a pretty good job. Like, well, I watched the Notre Dame game. They were all spread out. No, but college is different because you, you're paying yeah. insane amounts of money. You can just get booted, you know? So college yeah, is a little different. that's true. But mm-hmm. I'm just very curious to see because the Cowboys are having 25% capacity on uh, whenever they play Sunday. Um, oh, really? Is- I knew I knew Jerry was going to do that. He would. Of course yeah. he would. You know that. <laughs> yeah. The guy didn't build his wealth from talented team. I mean, he did, but he hasn't, you know, sustained them as the wealthiest sports franchise through talent in the past 20 years. He's done it through yeah. being as stingy as he possibly can and stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, well, I love having fans at games. Like, if you look past, like, the the danger of doing it, it's it's nice. Honestly, It's though, really like, nice to see him back. Is 25% capacity better than having no one, though? Because then when something good happens, it's just like three guys in one section be like, yeah. Well, you have, you have that. Oh, they get pretty loud. They got loud in Kansas City anyway. Yeah. I guess. I, I suppose if you compare it to like a high school football game, like even having like 13 fans over there is better than none. Yeah. Yeah. There's just – there's that hum that I think is missed in uh, – Yeah. I know what you mean. When you're playing on the field, you never notice, but you hear people talking. There's a hum. I can't imagine what it would be like at you know, like a packed stadium. Like those kids who play in like the, uh, the you know at Gillette. It's not even a packed stadium. It's just the bottom section on one side, but it's 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 crazy. It's just a totally different feeling. So I I wonder what the NFL players really think about it. So. It's also the Cowboys are specifically good because Mike McCarthy resents the fake crowd noise, so it's nice that they have fans in there. <laughs> yeah, fake yeah, crowd noise is just baseball didn't do a good. Feels job so bad. I don't know. Like we were saying, like you hear the crowd noise and then they zoom out and it's a bunch of cardboard. Like I hate the. I don't like the fake crowd noise. I at all. I don't like cardboard cutouts. Cardboard cutouts are fine. I think it brings. I like what they did at Fenway no, with them on the Green some Monster. Some teams went a little overboard. Yeah, and the Green yeah. Monster, like uh, Remy was like his commentary on who's on the green monster is always a little bit 
funny to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eck has been pretty funny this year. I guess that's the one bright Eck spot. Eck has been great. Eck has not given a crap about anyone. Yeah. He's just attacking every single pitcher, and I love it. He's like, now this guy's a lamb now. you know. You get, I mean, that is just a spinner. What do you expect? That ball is bridge. It's great. It's so great. <laughs> I mean, I know why David Price hated him, but, like, mm-hmm. come on. Who cares? Oh, God. I forgot about that. Oh, man. I support David Price. David Price is cool. The guy who got hurt playing Kevin World Series MVP, David Price. David Price. Yeah. Um, I just we were talking about it before this. We had an opportunity for awesome fan interaction, especially when your team stinks. It'd be nice to <laughs> to highlight some people. And the only kind of fan interaction we've got was cardboard cutouts, which is disappointing. And the stupid Zoom. Oh, let's oh not forget God. Billy and Jenny always ruining the the best moments of the season. The best moments of the season. Pilar makes an insane diving catch. And they have to use the Baltimore broadcast when MLB posts the highlight. And then Bobby Dalbeck homers for the fifth straight game. And they have to use the visitor broadcast where they're not even excited. They're just like, and Bobby Dalbeck home run. I said at the beginning this year, the one bright spot was going to be that we don't have to see Dining Playbook in the booth. Yet they still found a way to get them involved. And they always talk about, they always talk about dunks runs now. Like, shut up. I, don't I, hate, I, I hate them. I hate it. I've I hate always it. been a fan of the Dining Playbook show, honestly. I always have. Who have watched you, Have you that? watched it? Have you, like, sat down yeah. and watched it? Well, what? No, I have not. But I've seen enough. <laughs> you like the idea of it? Uh, I have a positive. I don't know. It shows that. It's a food show on the New England Sports Network. Yeah. But what else do you have on there? Charlie Moore? I think that guy's yeah, a no, You don't no, even like Nesting need is only else. used to watch games. Right. Yeah. They should just keep it at that. <laughs> no, they do the kids thing too. Does anyone do kids watch that? Red Sox. Nesting Clubhouse. You mean? That was actually yeah. good. I've seen some of that. That was cool. If it's related to the teams, it's good. Yeah. Like Behind the Bee is cool. Yeah. Behind the Bee is awesome. Behind and the then now they've been doing team. like player stories, my story. Those have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, but like, I'm not going to drop everything I'm doing to watch one of those. Even if you do want to have Dining Playbook, Charlie Moore Outdoor, these kind of shows on the channel, nobody cares who's watching the Red Sox game. Don't put them in the booth. Don't talk to them. Let them be their own Verdugo. thing over in the corner. Nice nice play by Alex Verdugo right there. Nice sliding grab. Did not see it. Probably should have let it fall, though, because maybe that guy comes around to score. We need Miami to take the lead right here. Uh, let me specify the Miami Marlins, not the Heat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anything else we want to say? Oh, uh, well, if we're still talking trash about Nesson, uh, <laughs> their logo still sucks. That's true. It was never good. It, it's, it was, the, the, the ticket making, logo was iconic. The dude making the logo was probably like on the beach one day, forgetting that he had to do a logo. He was like, oh, yeah, wait. The day before. Squiggly line. Squiggly line. <laughs> No, he was probably like working on it all night, and his like three year old comes in with a crayon and like scribble. Like, yeah, that's I it. Like that's it. the one. That's it. Um. <laughs> also, since we're trashing Nesson, what has been going on? Like, I saw someone talking about it, and like one of the Red Sox games I watched um, a while ago, they were promoting some app where you like predict the player, like predict yeah. stuff, and they were predict promoting it really hard. Like every single inning, they're like. Is he gonna hit a single or go like whatever? And 
make your pick now on nesson.com slash whatever. Yeah. Just no. And they did like every single inning. It was insane. Oh, did What's you see that like, Nesson had a huge overhaul of their app? They completely updated it. No, I don't even still... app. <laughs> okay. Well, I watch it like to watch games away from home. Mm-hmm. So that I yeah, but so they overhauled the app and they actually made the broadcast worse. <laughs> like you can't you like can't make it full screen now. That's, That's always terrible. And you, and you can't um they're terrible. So you know how when you watch like anything on an iPhone, there's that thing that pops up where you can like, pre- you can like uh, connect it to like a TV or like Apple yeah. TV or whatever. They got rid of that. Of course. It, you you can't do it on the net. I don't know. They're just run by a bunch of incompetent fools. What they really should do is make Dennis Eckersley their logo, like the the silhouette just with the, the mustache, mustache should just be their logo. Their yeah. I feel like Dave O'Brien. I don't know, but I feel like Dave O'Brien's probably. Up there, like the Red Sox are struggling a little bit right now, but oh, you know what he said? I was watching the ninth inning last night, and they were down he always by loves four. Matt Barnes, yeah. Um, and he's like, All right, uh, welcome back to Marlins Park, the ninth inning where the Red Sox are attempting a comeback, and then two it goes to it's like two two quick outs, and he's like, Well, the Red Sox are down to their last chance if they want to try mount a comeback tonight, <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, someone was up and he's like, uh, this guy is trying to give some hope to the team right now, try to keep the night going. God. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. See, we've said this a lot, but that's Read where the room, Don Arcillo Don in this season would be so fun. With the Red Sox bad, they wouldn't talk about the game like one bit during the broadcast. No, they, they would just, it would just be like him wheezing. <laughs> Dave O'Brien did have a good quote though. Eck was like, in a 60-game season, any team can win. And David Brown was like, well, not any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don's having a great time over in San Diego this year. Yeah, I gotta, I'm going to start watching up. Padres games, I think. Yeah. They're going to be my playoff team 100%, but I might just start watching them now. The Athletics were my team since, like, day one. They were my second team. And now Matt Chapman's out for the year. I've been watching some of these games, like from other teams, and I just keep forgetting how fun baseball is when it's like an actual team. <laughs> yeah, but like the Red Sox being so bad, it 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 doesn't really make you want to watch other teams as much as you normally would. That's like true. the past couple of years, all all I did was watch baseball. But like part of it is having basketball and now football back. The sixty game season know. also hurts it because it's just weird. It yeah it it like none of this really feels real. Right, right, yeah. Just like I hope we can just because erase this. You get hyped from up when the crowd just goes crazy after someone does something big. Yeah, and the now crowd you makes get, it significant. You, yeah, like um, off the top of my head, Bryce Harper's walk-off grand slam last year. Everyone went nuts. Yeah. If that happened this year, it would be like ten-second pause and then hooray! Yeah, you the would, fake crowd. You'd hear the crack of the bat. Like the, then hear it plunk like a seat, and just like the the Phillies dugout be like, yeah. And then you wait like ten seconds, and then the guy upstairs presses the button, and just blast the home run song. I really, I it would really, just be like man. quiet applause. They, they should yeah. have, they should have just. Mic- yeah, you would hear the ball hit the seat. That's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. You would hit. You you would hear bang, and then 
the guys in the dugout. Woo! 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 They, they should have just mic'd the heck out of the dugout and not had the fake crowd noise, and that would have been it. You know, but they should mic up the dugout and play games on a delay if they want to bleep out stuff. Yeah, it's like a five second delay. Especially for the Red Sox, we don't need to see them live. Just mic up Alex Verdugo, Michael Chavis, Rafael Devers. It'd be great. Yeah. You know the Red Sox home run celebration this year is they push the they push the person that. through the dugout in the cart and I, I absolutely was so love it. It's I so saw, great, but they suck. So what's the point in doing? I saw the highlight they on Instagram and I was so confused because I don't watch the games. So I saw that highlight. And I'm like, why are they having fun? <laughs> what? Are, do they know they're eighteen thirty two? But whatever, have fun if you want. Oh, if they were a good team, that celebration would be all over social media. It would be. It, it's such a good one. Where'd like, they even get it? Oh, it was the equipment cart. That's right. Yeah, it's the equipment cart. I there love could, it. Great. There could be an NFL team with more wins this year than the Red Sox. If you no. include if the team went okay, if the Red Sox lost the out, winner, the team went nineteen no. and zero. Yeah. No, so not, if the Red Sox lost. don't win another game. If the Red Sox don't win another game, they go 0 for 10. You get 17. How many rounds are there in the playoffs? Well, Four? you would get you would get the bye. There's a, no this regular season is only 16. That's 17. Next year, 17. Oh, seriously, next year? I thought yeah. it was. 16. No, no, this year's 16, and then you get. There's only one bye though. This this My year, so it's close. So if you went undefeated in the regular season and then won the Super Bowl, that'd put you in nineteen and zero. So if the Red Sox lose out, okay, yes. that makes sense. So our next episode probably won't be until the off season, uh, end of the season, the yeah, off season yeah. already. Um, so we'll recap our fabulous preseason predictions in that one. That should be fun. Um, spoiler Ooh. alert: I did not do great. <laughs> I don't think anyone did great. Yeah. yeah. They're not in second place in the wild card right now. So, <laughs> um, Last night, I hung out with a couple of my friends, and I forgot about my one-credit transitions class uh, at 7 p.m. last night. Completely forgot. So I, like, after, I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, I forgot about it. And then I get an email at 10 o'clock saying, I apologize for the technology issues. Um, if you couldn't get on, you get a free pass for this week. That's so clutch. Yeah, That's I just it was a very, very happy. It was the happiest moment since all my friends left. Yeah, me. yeah. Uh, the, the the technology was just. Gosh, was I just couldn't. Get into I just couldn't log on. The password on it. It was painful. <laughs> but no, that's that's all. <laughs> I hope all the viewers are doing well with their, you know, either online school, hybrid, or all that stuff, or if they're in college, or if they're working remote. Or, oh, uh, real quick, shout out Crook. School started, yeah. I think, yesterday. Uh, yeah. yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, have fun with that, Scott. <laughs> All right, well, uh, go Celtics tonight. Don't care about the Red Sox. We'll see you when they're done. Um, we'll see you in the off season. See you in the off season. This whole season was the off season. Just honestly. Joey, do you want to play basketball sometime?